Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Nice to be with you on a Tuesday. Sean Pendergast, Seth Payne, Payne and Pendergast. J.J. Watt was on, uh, he was on Rich Eisen and Dan Patrick yesterday. He was... He was making the rounds. He wanted people to know he is retired. I don't think there's, I don't think there's uh, much speculation about JJ Watt coming back anytime soon. He seems to be pretty happy with his decision. Here is JJ Watt with Rich Eisen yesterday on why he decided to uh, call it a career after twelve seasons. Every single day is a mental grind and trying to make sure that you're the most prepared. Trying to make sure that your recovery is the best. And even in January, February, you're already you know, stressing about making sure you're prepared for the next season. And those are the types of stresses and mental, you know, mental gymnastics that I was ready to be done with. I wanted to enjoy time with my son and my wife. I wanted to go through life and, and know what it feels like to just kind of relax a little bit. And if I miss a workout to play golf, then I miss a workout to play golf. And, and I don't have to, like, worry, did I do the right thing today or did I hurt my chances of having a good season? All right, you you brought this up, I think, last week, Seth. The possibility. The possibility. Now we've heard J.J. Watt speak a couple times on this, so see if the percentage chances change at all. You brought up the possibility that he could uh, he could put himself into that same portal that Ndamukong Sue and Linval Joseph were in last year. <laughs> or, yeah. Or that Odell yeah. Beckham was in but never uh, decided <laughs> to, to exercise the option of going to a team. Do you think... There's a lot that goes into it with J.J. If he changes the way he works out and he starts to slim down, it's going to be harder for him to do this. But do you think there is a percentage chance that J.J. Watt becomes a, uh, a you know, comes in in a uh, triage Super Bowl situation in like week 10 for a contender and just rush the passer for 15 snaps a game? I would be really surprised if he did just because, you know, earlier in that clip, he before that clip he was talking about how every year – especially as he got older, he had to be, you know, within a week of the end of the season back at it, rehabbing, getting ready, doing all that kind of stuff. And there's, um, like, you, you reach a point of no return where you just are the guy you are. I think there's there's a big argument to be made that sometimes the guys that age the best, they work hard, but they're also, 
they're not, not maybe quite as maniacal about it as sometimes they like to show in documentaries and everything. Uh, whereas I think J.J. is exactly that maniacal, and it can have a toll on your body. But in his mind, and I think in reality, that's also what made him really good when he was really good. So I don't think, I don't think he can get to that point to make that leap and say, you know what, maybe I'll, maybe less is more. And maybe now uh, at the age of 33 or 34, I'll actually just take it easy a little bit and show up and, uh, and, and not work as hard and see if maybe that actually works out. I just don't, I don't think he's wired that way. And that's not, it's honestly not even that one is better or one is worse. It's just that, uh, it's, that that's who he is at this point. His listed playing weight is 288 pounds. You can say, if we, we, you know, that sounds about right. He looks about 288. He's a huge dude who does not have a ton of fat on him for a guy who plays the position that he does. Um, when the season starts next year, week one, over under J.J. Watt's weight, I'll put it at 265 and a half. Yeah, I think so. Is, I think that, he's, is that a good number? He, yeah, I think so. Because he doesn't have a lot of fat to lose, and he's still going to be working out. Yeah. So I bet he's like a, a pretty svelte 265. Yeah. Who looks like he's like 235 just because he won't be as broad in the shoulders or anything or as heavy in the legs as he used to be, but he'll be still pretty dense, I think. He hiked to the top of Camelback this weekend. I saw it on Instagram. I remember uh, that was Lopez's big thing when we were out there for the Super Bowl last year. I wonder if uh, Lopez Lopez will have that in common now with JJ. They can did talk Lopez about do it? Yeah, he did it. I he, think he, he he did it, and he was. I don't think he was prepared properly. I think he went with like two bottles of water or something. You yeah, know? Well, you figure like, oh, it's nice and cool. It's not all that hot out, and then you realize, that, yeah, the humidity is about two percent. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the reason I'm asking is because JJ's caption on his climb to the top of yeah. Camelback Mountain. What made it sound like it was – I've never done it. Made it sound like it was something that's, like, super hard. Like, he's going, man, respect to anybody who's able to do this. And no disrespect to John Lopez, but, like, I you know, like, I don't look at Lopez and go, man, that's a guy who's out there climbing mountains that people are propping up your ability to get to the top of said mountain. It says it takes about – it's, like, pretty rough. I guess it takes about – says, although hiking trails around Camelback Mountain are rated strenuous, most of them can be completed in roughly two to three hours. Okay. Okay, now JJ did it. All right, here we go. Here's the caption. The first, very first thing in the caption, Seth. Did he run it? 46 minutes. Oh. With a weighted okay. backpack. He's, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he put this in the caption. Here, I'm going to read yeah. the whole caption. Uh, very cool seeing so many different people at the top. Women, men, young, old. Everyone having accomplished the goal. Anyone who's hiked to the top of Camelback has my respect. Hashtag hiking is not big man friendly. Um, oh, no, it's not at all. 46 minutes. What did you just say it, it normally takes? Two to three hours for the, the average I, No, Joe? it says many of the trails around Camelback. Oh, okay. Hours, so okay. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, uh, I feel like JJ was being a little bit uh, just um, overly friendly there and telling people respect to anybody who's hiked it. I mean, this isn't like, uh, this, this isn't like, you know, summoning Everest or something. I don't think, yeah. I guess what would be a, what would be a tough, you know, there's, there's mountains that are kind of pretty tough and they take like, it's an all day thing. You got to leave at six in the morning yeah. and you get back after yeah. dark. So yeah, I think, uh, JJ's being extra nice to the people of Arizona. And my bad, I actually scrolled down and said, respect to everybody who's made it to the top of Camelback Mountain, except John Lopez, it says right oh, here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I just scrolled down. Um, so he, uh, JJ Watt on with Rich Eisen yesterday. The big question I think everybody has, if he's not going to play, what's JJ's next move? 
Um, and people think media might be the thing for him. And I think he'd be really good. But he has one big reservation about getting into the into the life that Seth Payne and I have chosen. I'm going to go on TV at some point and have to make a prediction like this. And they yeah. put the little graphic at the bottom where you pick your win. Oh, yeah. And then on Monday, every single fan yeah. comes back. Oh, look at you, idiot. Look yeah. at this moron. Yeah. He had no idea. Yeah. yeah. I No, no duh, I had no idea. If I had an idea, guess what I would be? The win in Las Vegas, putting every dollar I had on. <laughs> I got no clue, just like you guys. See? Yeah. J.J. Watt, see this. degenerate this gambler. That's the uh, JJ's gotten so much more comfortable just in uh, in terms of just being himself. Then I think early on he had created this image of himself where he had to be like John Cena or Captain America or something. Where now it's like it's Captain America, but he's you know learned to learned to, to let his hair down. Captain a bit. America, but he's got a chili dog in one hand and a like a a, a, a you know a. 24-ounce beer in the he's other. Like, yeah, he's Captain America, but he's laid off on the pomade. You know, right. he's just, okay, he's going to he's gonna grow up. He's going he's gonna to walk out the door in some flip-flops yes. and go down and grab a coffee. <laughs> he's got his Captain you know, America just, sweats on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he's like, he feels like a real guy. Right. And uh, so he did in that phone interview, then I thought especially, uh, and obviously he's out there in Arizona, the Super Bowl's out there, There's uh, or, well, in the southwest um they're gonna like he's making the rounds i think so he was on in person with dan patrick later on and this is when i thought man okay when he was sitting next to dan patrick he looked like very comfortable and like he might very well be enjoying himself some kind of media gig next year i don't know what it would be i don't i don't i don't know if he would want to do color commentary Refer back to what he was just saying about people calling him an idiot for uh, for not getting his predictions right. Um, color commentary is about eight times worse because oh, uh, yeah. you get a prediction wrong, you expect it. Color commentary, you actually screw up in a game and then you hear about it. That's the worst. You can't do a game. It's impossible to do color commentary without making a bunch of mistakes over over time, and then you got to hear about it on social media. That's rough. I think he does something a little bit more conversational. Okay. Okay, a podcast. I feel like a podcast is a lock for J.J. Watt, right? A lot? A lock. It's like he... Oh, a lock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah I think, yeah, especially if you look at like what the Kelsey brothers are doing, and I just see the numbers they're pulling. They're, they're doing very well financially with that. I think in terms of bang for your buck, the podcast for like Chris Long or the Kelsey brothers or all those guys, they're, uh, if he just wants to make a nice paycheck and have some visibility and everything and strike while the iron hot is hot, yeah, uh, podcasting and YouTubing would be the spot. I don't know enough about TJ. Every, yeah. every time I've seen TJ, he's not blown me away with his personality, but I don't cover him on a daily basis. I don't follow him. That close. I mean, I obviously follow what he does as a player. Yeah. The thing with, like, when I think of the gold standard of current brothers doing media stuff, the Kelseys are great because they're different enough to where they're, there's a contrast, but they both have great yeah. energy about them. The Mannings, obviously, are very well thought of right now. You know, they're, they're probably the gold standard just in terms of turning it into a business, which they're retired now. They can do that kind of thing. They've got the time to do it that the Kelsey brothers don't. I feel like J.J. would definitely hold up his end of the bargain in a Watt collaboration. I just don't know if T.J. and Derek are up to snuff. Yeah, I don't know. I think with J.J., it might end up being more like Chris Long's podcast where he's interviewing a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I think it's um, it doesn't have to necessarily be modeled. You can't model yourself after the Kelsey brothers because it just wouldn't be as entertaining. Yeah, yeah. So Probably yeah, a I solo that, project. 
If I, like I'm just looking at the Kelsey brothers YouTube and just with the the downloads they get, they probably easily, if they were working at that full time, especially, um, are doing pretty well on yeah. that. Yeah, I don't think they're making twenty million a year. Yeah. Like, like uh, you, you might be able to as a color guy. Making a living, right? But they're doing, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. super, super, super well yeah. with the, the numbers, yeah. Um, definitely, no, yeah, definitely in the seven figures. And that's just the Kelsey brothers just doing it part-time once a week. Right. Um, so JJ, if he actually put, you know, even a little bit more effort into it and just did a few episodes a week, it, it would be pretty lucrative. JJ Watt was on with Dan Patrick, as Seth mentioned as well. Um, something we've lamented ever since the day JJ retired the possibility of going to Canton with a bunch of drunk Patriot fans there. Um, he was not asked about that in particular. He was asked about going in with Tom Brady and possibly Aaron Rodgers. We'll see how that plays out. Where does he rank alongside those guys? I think it's cool to, to be retiring. We'll see at the, at the same time as the greatest of all time. I mean, so you think Brady will get in? I, I think he's got a shot. <laughs> okay. He's got if, some accolades. What if Rodgers retires? He will also make it, I think. Okay. I think he's going to make it, too. Where, where are you on the totem pole? Oh. Brady? Bottom. Roger? <clears throat> yeah, no problem. you got to have a ring. I don't have one. Yeah, that part, um, kind of the way you just said that so matter-of-factly, I, I guess that took me by surprise a little bit. Who are you that talking about? You t- who's he, Dan Patrick? Where, which, which matter? Of, which no, part are you no, talking about? No, J.J. JJ saying that he doesn't have a ring. Oh, and he's just oh gotcha. that low to this, okay. uh, No, obviously they were joking about whether or not those guys were going to make it in. <laughs> I know. It was just you funny. realize they were joking, right, Sean? I do. I do. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know who you were okay. referring to. I'm sorry. Jesus. Um, <laughs> no, the, he just kind of matter-of-factly said, like, oh, I don't have a ring. And because um, I, I guess, you know, he could be defensive about that if he, if he weren't at peace with it. But I think he's probably had time to think about it. And, you know, when he retired, he had to think about it a lot. So I guess the fact that he said it so matter-of-factly made me feel better about probably where he is mentally with that part of it. He's had to, he's had to come to peace with the fact that he won't, won't ever get that ring. Yeah, well, I mean, I, look, he signed with Arizona, so you kind of had to know, like, <laughs> he, he kind of chose that life when he signed with the Cardinals, you know what I mean? Like, I, it, it, like being with the Texans, he probably was realizing towards the end it wasn't going to happen. You know, like he, he's he's probably had a chance to kind of like you go to if he if he if he'd gone to Green Bay or Kansas City, he might feel a little differently about it. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. I guess um, I just don't know if he was know, prioritizing was, was Green... a championship at the end of his career. It didn't feel well. Like... Well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess prioritizing versus okay, whether you're like ring chasing is harder than people make it seem. I think uh, it, it was easy. It was an easy narrative back when the Patriots were going to Super Bowls every other year, then it's pretty obvious if you if you want to go work for minimum wage and go do that. But I don't know about the the, the likelihood of picking the winner in any of the next three Super Bowls is is not such a simple thing to do. And I don't know if Kansas City was offering. You know, Kansas yeah. City would have been the obvious one. I don't know if Kansas City was offering anything or was interested at that point. Yeah, I mean, he probably could have gone to any of those like on a cheaper deal, though. I mean, he, he was clearly prioritizing money. I mean, he was making yeah. $16 million a year. Um more from JJ, um, and this is true. Uh, he tweeted out when Tom Brady retired last week, like the greatest of all time. And he, JJ, does not like blowback on social media. I think that's what we've learned with this interview. These interviews he's done doesn't want to get into media because he doesn't feel like getting the heat for being wrong. And he couldn't believe what people were saying to him when he called Tom Brady the goat. Those guys both got. I mean, Tom has more rings than any team in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, it's literally insane. Like anybody who tries to argue, like I, I, my tweet to him after was like greatest of all time, no debates, no arguments, and people tried to argue. I said, shut up! Like, just shut up! Like, 
You're an idiot. Is he the greatest team player of all time in any sport? I mean, that's a very that's a much more difficult argument because I mean, you got guys with eleven rings. I mean, Bill Russell's an unbelievable. Like, how do you how do you quantify that? That's the part where I was like, oh, you know what? J.J. in that little clip had a, dropped a couple little nuggets pretty casually, uh, just unprepared about, well, for one, invoking Bill Russell. Yeah. And, and not yeah. doing it in a way like where Aaron, Jones, or Aaron Rodgers was trying to suck up the Green Bay fans yeah. by mentioning <laughs> Reggie White, the minister of defense. Yeah. Like he just he, he invoked Bill Russell. He, uh, he used the word quantify, yeah. which is check against him. I thought the stuff. same thing. I'm like, and, J.J., you're <laughs> underestimating your media. Media chops. You might actually be good at this thing. He man. talked about Aaron Rodgers or uh, Tom Brady having more rings than every other team. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that part. And when you see him sitting there with Patrick, uh, he looked very, very comfortable. And uh, and he's got a good voice. That's another thing that's happened to JJ over the years. Now that he's a full grown man and a dad, his voice has dropped down to a point where uh, it just sounds like almost sounds like a good, like a really good radio voice. Yeah, he. Um He's a sports nerd. Like, I think he probably yeah. grew up collecting baseball cards and, you know, playing in rotisserie leagues and things like that, you know? Like, well, yeah, no, because remember somebody somebody had mentioned something. He had tweeted something about idolizing Reggie White growing up, and somebody tried to call him out on it and say, like, oh, that's nobody was re- idolizing Reggie White at age 11. And, and I can't remember what he tweeted back, but I think it was just a picture of him at the age of 11. Or it was one of those little, uh, it was one of those little things you fill out when you're in grade school. Oh, yeah, school yeah. About, like, who do you want to be when who's you grow up? Or who's yeah. your hero? And he favorite, said Reggie White. Favorite food. Yeah. 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 Which uh, is honestly, whoever, like, whoever made that accusation to JJ is pretty stupid. He's a kid growing up in Wisconsin. And to tell me 11 year olds don't know who Reggie White is in Wisconsin back yeah, then? Yeah. What the hell? Um, Last one from J.J. Watt, and he does. He lays out some numbers here that are pretty remarkable about uh, Tom Brady. I mean, when you look at they put up that graphic, I think it was two weeks ago or whatever, when they were playing, of conference championship games. Like, and Tom, and, and He's been in 15 And, and you them, sit there man. as a player, and you're, you're just sitting there like, I've never been to one. Uh, and people say I have a, I've had a great career. I mean, potentially, like, 12 years, I'm proud of what I did. But you sit there and you look at what Tom did for as long as he did it, and you have nothing but the utmost respect because you understand how difficult it is. You understand the parity in this league, the way that this league is set up with the draft order, with free agency, with waivers and everything. It's literally set up for the league to be a parity league. They want everybody to be in that 8-8 eight eight window, and sometimes you swing one way, sometimes you swing the other. And somehow Tom, for 23 years, has found a way to never swing to the other side of the pendulum. Yeah, dude, th- this is why this is why I need one of these two guys to come back this season, either Brady or Watt. I can't I can't deal with a fan base in Canton in 6 years or 5 years or whatever it is. Yeah. that is going to have gone to 15 AFC title game. Well, I know he's been to he's you know, he's one of them was with Tampa, but whatever. Double digit conference title game. I'm not going to be able to deal with that. I'm sorry. It's going to be the Tom Brady induction into yeah. the Tom Brady I don't like Hall it. of Fame, sponsored yeah. by Tom Brady and TB12. Yes, right. It's uh, it, that that part's going to be annoying. Just kind of like it was in West Virginia, in what was meaningless. But when we had training camp up there, 
Meltzer and I were up there when the Patriots were doing their combined practices, and it was it was like we were visiting the Patriots practice facility, uh, even though obviously it was the Patriots visiting the Texans practice facility. Uh, yeah, I, he had, they'd also mentioned you know possibly what if Aaron Rodgers retires this offseason? Then it, that was why he asked that answer that question about the. Uh, being at the the bottom of that totem pole between Brady and uh, and Rodgers, I don't think Rodgers is retiring. I think Rodgers Rodgers couldn't pull a move as Machiavellian as wrangling that huge contract out of the Packers uh, so he can get out a year later and uh, and and pro- you know what he's going to do? He's going to end up on a team that's got more salary cap space because they're not paying for Aaron Rodgers' signing bonus or what have you, and uh, and have a better shot at it. So yeah, Rodgers not retiring. No, I. you could tell from his interview he did at the Pro-Am at Pebble Beach where he was yeah. like leaning into fans chanting at him to be a Raider or fans. like He, he likes the attention. Let me tell you something. This is what Rodgers is going to have to be careful about. Rodgers is going to have to do what Favre did, which is kind of scramble to kiss up to the Green Bay fans when it came around time five years after his retirement. Like, Rodgers might end up with no Green Bay people at his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Maybe. If he... If he just goes ahead and wrangles himself out of there and after he's made all this drama about it, it took a few years for, for Favre to get back in the good graces of Packers fans. But he had also added insult to injury by going to play for the Vikings. He did. He did. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> that didn't help. Yeah, Rodgers going far, far away probably helps his – I don't know. Brett Favre seemed more likable than Aaron Rodgers, too. You know what I mean? Like, Brett Favre was Until more... recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, back then. Back then. You know, you know, you bilk the state out of millions of dollars, allegedly, and that'll affect your popularity, I would imagine. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a, uh, on a Tuesday. 713-572-4610. Um, apparently on the app, they're playing one of your commercials without edits right now, Seth. We've had a few people text in. Yeah, yeah this has been... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> if you want a director's cut on how a commercial comes together, um, download Odyssey, the Odyssey app. Odyssey is made. Uh, never mind. I just, yeah. Seven one three five seven two four six. That's the trailer. That's the trailer wheel and frame text page. Wheel and frame. All right. What's it sound like? Can we get a copy of it? I don't know. I, I is, it embar- is there anything incriminating or embarrassing or anything? I don't or? know. They have, I think if there were, they would have said. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so. I know I got a call yesterday saying, hey, can you edit that thing for us? Can you edit? Can you do that job that we used to have somebody do for us, but now we don't? And everything's working out awesome. Don't worry about it. Can you, like, <laughs> can you the ex-football player, do this editing on this? And I was like, uh, yeah, I can do it. And they said, oh, actually, no, never mind. We figured it out. So that's how they figured it out, apparently. You are pretty good so. at editing stuff. I will give you your props there. Yeah. You edited that J.J. Watt sound we just did. I did, yeah. You did, you but did. I also look. I didn't know. I was told I didn't have to edit this thing. So okay. now apparently it's on the app with me. I don't probably drop an f bomb. <laughs> right. The uh, app is even working this morning. Payne and Pendergast with you. Uh, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Tuesday. Um, Sean Payton met with the media yesterday uh, in Denver. Um, I want to do a little comparison. D'Amico Ryan's answer on why the Texans were the right job for him versus Sean Payton's answer on why the Denver Broncos were the right job for him. Quite a contrast. Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Mobile.com.